Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Binge Town TV. We are here with a very special episode, a Stranger Things recap, Stranger Things season four. But as you know, if you're a Binge Town fan, we have never covered Stranger Things before. So we were really excited to cover it as a whole today. We may be pulling from all different seasons, but mostly we will be pulling from season four, which was an incredible season dropped in two parts at Netflix, which is a very interesting way to do it. They dropped seven episodes and then they dropped an extra two all episodes being very long, some way longer than others. I think everything about this season was interesting. And for me as a fan since season one, I think you forget the hype around this kind of show, right? They put so much time in between and it could be COVID or whatever, but I love the show and the hype it's getting right now is making me so happy. It feels like Game of Thrones level hype and a week to week theory kind of hype, even though it was not week to week. Yeah, I just think that this season really did it for me. I'm really excited to talk about it. Boys, what do you think? So recap might not be the right word because we're not going to be going over individual things. Wrap up might sound better because we're just going to be free balling it, saying things we like, things we didn't like, throw out theories. I'm sure we're all going to talk about like our favorite characters and stuff like that. But uh, I'm going to say this now because the type of fan I am for Stranger Things is not something I'm proud of. (laughs) I I actually watched season one when it came out originally. You know, it did have a lot of buzz when it did. I don't know how long ago that was, maybe five, six years ago. That sound five right? or six sounds five right. Five or yeah. six years ago. I watched it. I wasn't super impressed. I understand like the nostalgia aspect of it, and it was incredible production value and incredible acting. It just wasn't, I don't know. It just wasn't the show for me. And then I just stopped watching it, but it kept going. Season two comes out, got a lot of hype. Season three comes out, got a lot of hype. Season four comes out and it blew up. You can't go anywhere without seeing stranger things on social media. So I love the idea of Vecna. He looked incredible. I knew nothing about him. And then I also, the tidbit of information I had was that it season four doesn't retcon. That's not the right word, but it explains and adds a lot of backstory to the show as a whole. And mm-hmm. all of that put together and how viral it was finally convinced me to give it another shot. And I'm absolutely in love with it now. I like season two better than one. I know that's a hot take. And then I like season three better than season two. And then I was like, wow, season four is freaking amazing. Vecna is such a cool villain and he's scary as shit and, the, and it's not CGI. So he just looks amazing. But yeah, I'm a big fan of the season and I'm sure we'll talk about some of my nitpicks as well. Yeah, Luke, you had a unique experience because you had a chance to binge one through four. Mm-hmm. And you did say you saw season one. And I do remember this is pre podcast is a long time ago. Me and Kathleen were like, oh, my gosh, we love this show. I remember I binge season one in a day. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what I did when it first came out. I loved it. I was telling you and you're like, I don't know. And we don't usually disagree right. on things. And this has always been one of those that you didn't really like at first. And then it, it is always like a timing kind of thing and a headspace kind of thing. I was but, in college. I was partying. Yeah, you're partying it up, dude. You weren't in middle school. Like, yeah. you know, you don't relate to them. The thing is, though, you didn't feel the pain of the years in between. Yeah. You know, there is three years or so between three and four, which is really hard to think about, especially think about the fact that four, how hot it is right now. Let's say three years from four to five. That's going to be killer if it's true. But the Duffer Brothers did come out and say it definitely won't be that long in between and they will start writing in August. But it still hurts my heart to hear 
just starting writing in August. I know. That still means we're not even close. I want to jump in and say we just interviewed Regina Ting Chen, who plays Miss Kelly, the counselor, and it was fucking incredible. Go listen to that. I'm sure we'll we'll post these almost at the same time in parallel. She is so cool and and loves the show as well. So we had a really cool conversation with her. But yeah, season four really almost, again, shocked me with how intensely the fandom was really going ham for this show. It reminded me about the hype of you couldn't even go into a a hot topic without every single thing being a Stranger Things thing back in the day. The late 2010s was just Stranger Things mania. So but but I forgot all about it. So it's it's literally already at the point. And I'm saying already like it's probably been at this point since at least season three, maybe even season two. It's almost at like the Marvel level point where it's so freaking popular now, especially for season four, that it's kind of an unfortunate experience if you're looking online because every single time someone talks about the show, there's people that say it's the best show ever under it. And then there's people who say this show sucks yeah. because it's so popular. It's, yep, you know, yep. you'll, see, you'll see that with every single Marvel project, no matter what it is. So it's kind of hard to, to filter through what the general consensus is on a season per season basis. I think season four was received pretty damn well. Oh, yeah. I have some major nitpicks with the finale of season four, but Mm. nothing like Umbrella Academy. I'll say that if you heard me (laughs) shit on that show. (laughs) Me too. I still think this season four is far and away my favorite, and that's not even shitting on the other seasons. It's just saying like how good I thought it was. Right. The quality of it is amazing, but... You know, they did have some missteps, but I also think there's opportunity to clean it up in season five where I'll look back and say those nitpicks were just because it wasn't the full project wasn't out. So I'm sure that's going to be a lot of the dialogue I bring up is just questions that we need answered. And is this plot holes or is this planning that's planned for the future and things along those lines? It is interesting how they decided going back to what you said, Kathleen, to release this season. You have seven episode season one or i'm sorry season four part one and then a two episode season four part two the duffer brothers did say that it won't be like this for season five some of the season one episodes almost okay actually almost all of them were longer than a normal episode most of them hit the 115 one hour and 15 minute mark then we start getting to certain ones we're hitting an hour and a half and then we got to ones that were an hour 45 and then there's a two hour and 15 finale and it is funny that they decided to do it that way instead of just saying okay it's 15 episode season or something like that i think the actual formula was always eight episodes right or am i making that up no one one season i forget if it was two or three had nine okay well i mean this one has nine as well am i mixing it up because i feel like i remember because i literally did this i can't three weeks ago i don't think it's uniform across okay okay the reason that this struck me and it is it is odd in the way that it feels like they almost got carried away and we're like, yeah, we know this up this finale is two hours and 20 minutes, but we don't really care. We're just yeah. keeping it as well. It is a very interesting time in Netflix's history, whereas Netflix has always been the number one streaming platform. They recently raised their cost per month. They're changing the way you can share your mm-hmm, memberships. Mm-hmm. And people are getting pissed because they're like, yeah, what have you done for us lately? Netflix, <laughs> right, right. Like, truly, what have you done for us? Last Stranger- Kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> Was Last Kingdom a Netflix original? 
Yes. Netflix became the the producer. Sure. Okay, I do like that. And Peaky, obviously, again, not actually. But Peaky, no, Peaky's a yeah, Yeah, right. Right. So when we're speaking Netflix originals, especially recently, and niche shows that I love, like um, Teenage Bounty Hunters or like something like First Kill, that is that like vampire show that that just dropped that I actually really like. They haven't renewed yet. They keep launching these shows and just canceling them after yep. one season. It's like, what do you got? Mm-hmm. And Stranger Things is their juggernaut. So you would think that maybe they would. Ch- people were saying, change your formula, do it week by week. That will at least grab you that many more subscribers for two months, three months, yeah. or whatever, because people have been canceling Netflix like crazy. Their stocks dropped a lot. Bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. Not a good time to hold Netflix stocks. But <laughs> donks. Um, but <laughs> you really need to be more strategic about your shows that are going to like people need stranger Come things. On. People are Netflix gonna... did say straight up. We're not changing it. We're not doing week to week at this time. That is not happening. Yeah. Well, my issue with that is it's totally like that's, valid observation and my the problem with it is that i feel like they're just gonna try and milk stranger things because it's only one more season yeah it would not surprise me at all if we start getting spinoffs of this show oh there they already announced one oh, okay yep. yeah Wait, what? there you go Tell me. yeah the duffer brothers started their own production company called the upside down freaking sweet name that's amazing <laughs> yeah so and cool. they're doing a live action death note they're doing a couple other things but one of the things is an untitled unnamed not no description Stranger Things spinoff. They said we're staying, we're staying in the universe, and we're getting a spinoff at some point. We haven't thought about what it is, but we already got paid for it, and we're going to do it. Well, they probably have the idea, but can't pitch it because that would, oh yeah, that would spoil. If it's a sequel, yeah. prequel, it would spoil right. something. So. It might be a Miss Kelly spinoff. That'd be <laughs> Regina. Sweet. Yeah, Regina. So that that brings me to a very important point, and. For those listening that don't know, this is not like a defining characteristic of of the early part of the show, but it's something I'm consciously thinking about, especially when I'm thinking of my own criticisms of Stranger Things. And it's just the idea that when the Duffer Bros pitched the show to Netflix, it was originally supposed to be an an anthology. Is that that right? Yeah, Yeah, an anthology series where every season was going to be completely different. With that in mind, that means that there wasn't any planning past season one when they were writing season one. Right. So... It, that completely changed after they got a blank check signed yeah. because of how popular it was for season two, three, four, which is why one of the biggest things I love about season four is how they went back and changed Elle's backstory. Yep. That wasn't in the cards in the beginning, but then when they did, it made the whole thing feel way more complete to me. And I guarantee when I go back and eventually rewatch season one, I'm going to like it so much more knowing all of this Vecna right. slash number one backstory and knowing what Papa's whole like intentions with the upside down were. So that's why that's a huge part of the reason why I probably didn't like it the first time where I just, I don't know, something just didn't connect with me. I didn't think there was that much planning ahead because there really wasn't. What I'm saying is that a lot of my critiques are going not planning b- beforehand. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, we always talk about this when it comes to TV shows shows like wheel of time certain shows have it pre-written what they're going to do game of thrones perfect example how it got screwed up because they didn't have it and it wasn't figured out for them everything that they did when they're following the books was money and then they started going off book because they didn't have a script left and boom that's when it starts going downhill but the duffer brothers did come out and say that funnily enough they were going to kill 11 in the first season she was going to die sacrificing herself to kill the demogorgon but I guess at some point during the writing process or some, uh, you know, whatever it was, they were told, you know what, I think we're going to want this to continue. And they knew that they can't continue without 11. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So they they were taking it, like you said, Luke, as a one season story. Can I nitpick a little bit? Did the ele- did the 11 CGI as a kid take you out of it at all? First of all, I actually really love what they did with 11. I thought like I for sure I was on the boat. I was like, damn, 11 really slaughtered all these kids. <laughs> Me, too. Yeah, yeah. Me too. And, yeah. and I'm really glad that she didn't. But mm-hmm. Her as a kid, when they morphed it, of course, Millie Bobby Brown does not look anything like she did as a as sweet, sweet season one, 11. So what did you guys think about the CGI? I think they did a really good job with it, but I also think it really took me out of it sometimes because I was like staring. This is so CGI and trippy. It's almost like, um, I let me think of the word. Alice I'm trying to with say. the wig. <laughs> Literally Alice with the wig. From I just show? did that. I the magicians we cover the magicians. No, I just did that with the wilds because um one of our favorite characters at the very end of the finale of season two was blatantly Spoiler. wearing a wig. Was blatantly wearing a wig. Sorry, Jimmy, it's fattened. She survives. It's, there's no cho- chance where she was ever not gonna survive. Yeah, yeah. She has short blonde hair now. Yeah, a, yeah in yeah. real life, and she's blatantly wearing a wig in the finale scene, the very end. And I'm like, why did they? They must have shot this at a completely different time because she's wearing a wig. Why right. would she be wearing a wig? <laughs> but before we go way too far off track here, pulling you back in, Kathleen, they used a separate little kid for this. Yeah, and then they yeah. CGI'd and then they CGI'd Millie's the face, face on. Yeah, yeah, and and sure. yeah, it's obvious. But I thought it was fine. Like I liked how they used the mirror as the way of showing it. Obviously, Millie Bobby Brown was wearing a wig for her short hair in this season. Mm-hmm. That was fine too, though. You know, because if like it, commit though, no, yeah, right. Kidding. Shave that head. <laughs> Shave that head. Well, Millie Bobby Brown is a eleven-year-old or eleven, right? I don't know how old she was <laughs> in the first season, but sure. she was not down to cut her hair. And they had to like really talk her into it, and they had to show her Charlize Theron from uh, Mad oh, Max. I thought she was like super down. No, 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 no. She didn't want to cut it, and they literally showed her Mad Max and and things like that. And she's like, "Okay, fine, I'll do it." I mean, that's funny to be like that in that situation where you're like a little kid and you're like getting this freaking job of your life, and you're like, "I'm not cutting my hair." Yeah, yeah. You don't. I mean, you're buzz cutting. Like that, yeah, you're not different. gonna buzz cut, but you don't even realize like millions of dollars are on the line. But I think they made like a. Hundred thousand an episode or something. That's Jump good change. for you. Good for I, you. This is just my ignorance. I just totally like I didn't bother me at all. Like those kind of things yeah. didn't bother me. And part of it is because I freaking loved every flashback mm-hmm. that we got. Totally. Of, uh, like like I've been already saying, I love how it connected back to season one, pre season one even, and yeah. just the number one reveal is one of my favorite takes or I guess twists because. I was binging it so fast to be like prepped for stuff like this that I didn't even like theory talk too much besides in between volume one and two because I was caught up by that point that at that point we already knew who Vecna was. So I didn't have any time to like care except just be mesmerized by how much I was loving this information we were getting in this twist because I thought what was the name Henry Henry Henry, Henry like I thought incredible that was amazing. So, no, I didn't. I, I wasn't focused on L being poorly CGI'd. Yeah. I was just so down for more information on the backstory of like the super kids and Papa. Yeah. First of all, I just want to say I would kiss Henry. Thought that oh, the, sure. everyone would want to know that too. Would you kiss him as Vecna? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, what about mid? <laughs> what about assuming- mid Vecna? When he's like on his way to becoming Vecna, I would when kiss he gets mid Vecna more than I would kiss Vecna. It's yeah. almost like a spectrum, but either way, I would still kiss all three. Okay. Vecna, well, it'd be freaky. so i wanted to to ask you guys this and specifically luke because um that's cool for the fans jimmy and i 
are in the camp of we love the show from the start. We are the type of people who season one drops. Love it. Season two. We have to rewatch season one before yep, we yep, season yep. two and so forth. So me and Jimmy both just couldn't get our lives together to, to binge all three. Yeah. So it's been maybe two years since I've seen one through three. Luke, the episode of Callie, who is eight, number eight. It's like mm-hmm. a whole side episode where she learns bitching, I think. That's yeah. where yeah. she comes from. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the fact that she is not in these episodes? She is not in the lineup. Eight is not involved at all, right? They don't replace eight. They just don't have an eight. Do you think that she will come into play in season five? So this is one of my biggest nitpicks of the entire okay. show, without a doubt. Is yeah. How yeah. I don't like it at all that the fact that they didn't explore why eight has different powers than the rest of them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. why she was even taken away from that i think the only reason that they showed her as a kid so they did she was in it for a second like it was number in eight four yeah do you remember oh, that it was in the it no. was in one of the flashbacks it's l and eight in a room by themselves and she, it's because she's saying like she's going away so they did put that in oh, there I must or else she should have been murdered which i'm already not okay with because she has special powers that not that neither i mean vecta kind of has those abilities to fuck with the mind and like create illusions okay but i actually saw a theory today on tiktok that was like eight and vecna are very similar with the spiders of it all the the being able to like morph reality and things like that which is great Mm -hmm. but the rest of the kids aren't and i didn't like that at all and what i was told (laughs) or what i read because that happened in season two was eight's introduction was that it was such a negative viral reaction yeah, to, yeah. to that storyline yep. at the Duffer Bros pretty much just like kind of backseat or said we're getting rid of her because like it's that. an no I, I don't like it at all because that doesn't fall under the, my my umbrella of season one non-planning that falls under this was a stupid idea and then they kind of retconned it to where all of the other numbers were kind of these other powers so I, I absolutely hate that I hate everything about number eight because it just doesn't fit sure. and she should have just been one of the people that Henry murdered yeah and that's, yeah. that's how I feel about it. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, I that think what couldn't have worked. Sorry, Jimmy. That couldn't have worked. Well, no, he's saying he would have rather it not been an episode and then just have her yeah, yeah, die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the truth because the Duffer brothers came out and said, we almost didn't put that episode in because it, we didn't want it to seem like a sidetrack to the sh- series. And I wanted to comment because it was like, I think it was either Reddit or TikTok. I wanted to comment and be like, well, it was 100%. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody thought that it was, and it's because it really was like, it was a fine side episode, just like looking at it in a vacuum. It's fine. It's whatever. But Mm -hmm. to the entire story, especially now that we're not getting any answers or reasons why it needs to exist. No, uh, I don't need it. And I, I do have a feeling there are rumors that they'll try to go back to it in, in five to try to make some use out of it. It really doesn't make sense that we have one who's Henry, who's, the big dog and then two three four five six seven eight nine ten who are supposed to all be you know lesser and then but using the same powers except eight and then eleven is you know eleven this is one of my biggest things too is because you know friend of the podcast alki he's been on a bunch of our alice and Mm -hmm, umbrella mm -hmm. kind of stuff he's a diehard stranger things fan loves it all has watched it every time it drops like instantly basically as i was binging it and catching up for season four i'm just off the cuff running ideas through him because he's kind of walking around my house watching me watch it a little bit so i'm asking him questions every once in a while and 
as I'm watching season two, like the end of season two, and I'm going through season three, I'm constantly bringing up eight all the time. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is this? Why is eight? Not? And then as we're getting flashbacks in season four and I'm watching that for the first time, I'm saying the same shit. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And he's he doesn't have an answer because there is no answer. So he's kind of trying to talk me down a little bit because he doesn't really know. <laughs> yeah, it's not well written that part at all. Right. Um, but yeah, that was just literally one of my like four biggest nitpicks of the entire show. Do you not? Does that no, not no. bother you? I knew it would be because it's it's the ultimate nitpick of StrangerThings.com. Yeah. That Agreed. is the total URL like <laughs> all the way down. I didn't mean to bring it up this early. I think maybe no, let's good. jump into Jimmy. Do you have anything else to say on this topic? I feel like you do. Well, I mean, we're going to talk a lot more about Henry and stuff later, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then we'll do that later then. But I Our, do want her to be in it. Like now that we're yeah, she yes, has to be, she has to be in season five. I right. was going to say to wrap it up they're Absolutely. It can be saved. I don't yeah. want, I don't want it to feel like I'm like nix it all together. Fuck this bitch. Forget the episode ever happened. It's not canon. No, let's just maybe she helps in the end. Who's to say she totally can. if she's that yeah. bad of a bitch. Let's bring that bad bitch back. Yeah. And I'm down for that. As of right now, it feels a little bit useless, but I'm down for her. But let's get into season four in general. So we've got three storylines going on. We've got most separated is Win Winona Ryder's character and Joyce and uh, what's his name? Sorry, Murray. Murray. The best. Oh, the go uh, uh, two goats, two absolute goats. I'm telling you right now, the story does not work without Murray knowing Russian, which was obviously right. something from previous seasons. So fucking cool going to get hop. They are just absentee, absolute parents mm -hmm. in a different land, leaving their kids. One of my biggest, not nitpicks, but feel sad is that uh, Will, Jonathan and Mike got the shaft mm -hmm. in season four. Boring ass storylines besides Will's like obviously coming out story. That's not a coming out story. Mike and Elle's Love story fell a little flat for me in this season. I think Elle did it for me. I felt bad for Elle so bad in the heart. in the beginning of the season. It's so rough to watch her just beat that girl with the with the uh, roller skate. It's so insane. Other than that, I mean, I really. What do you guys think about that storyline? I will just say that storyline sucked. <laughs> like yeah. their their whole vehicle. The reason they're they're part of the plot is just to get to Elle to take her eventually back. And for what it's worth, because now I'm just like free flowing about the ideas of the whole series. I don't know what the pulse of this fandom was as the season were going on because I binged it and I only know what Reddit and Twitter are saying right now. But I was through two seasons like I love Jonathan. I thought yeah. he was great. Love. And they he just completely got sidetracked to the point where I am rooting for Nancy and Steve over Jonathan and because well, Steve's the freaking man. Well, Steve is the best, but yeah. I I was also okay with Steve being his own entity. Yeah, and then and then Jonathan and Nancy being a thing when they were getting together in in season two, right? Yeah, I just I hated that whole storyline, and they did shaft him, and like there's nothing else I can say. I'm not going to defend any of that. Here's the thing, Steve is top tier characters of the entire show. If not, he's number one, he's number two or three. It, it, you can debate it. Jonathan almost needs the Nancy storyline. And I will yeah. say that Jonathan is a great brother. That scene at the mm -hmm. end when they're in the, the fa very far away pizza shop, which is so goofy. And Jonathan talks to him about, we don't talk anymore, but just know I'm here for you forever mm -hmm. and ever and ever. That was an amazing storyline and that is Jonathan to the core but I don't think they stay true to that through nine episodes of the season 
and Nancy Seaver everything. Yeah, right. Yeah, right? It's like, yeah. It does I mean, because- it, it's definitely a shame because I thought it was interesting that they decide to bring Steve back in with Nancy this season because yeah. you're going to have two guys you like fighting over Nancy again in season five and whoever she decides to pick, you're going to feel bad for the other one. And we already had the storyline where Jonathan got the girl and Steve turned face, meaning turned good and accepted the fact that Jonathan, he was a bad boyfriend and Jonathan now is in love with Nancy and she loves him back and they're a couple and he's, you know, it's a shame, but he's fine with it. Right. Yeah. Now what are we going to have her go back to Steve? And then Jonathan's going to be like, Oh, you know, that's a shame. I don't have Nancy anymore. She, you know, it's the same story. It's almost the same story, except now Jonathan wasn't a bad boyfriend. He's just making life decisions and he was kind of neglecting her because he didn't want to tell her this and that. That might be the if you were to put a gun to my head and say, guess the conclusion of this plot (laughs) line. I have no freaking idea which way they're going to go, because the the conversations Nancy and Jonathan were having when they were building back up Hopper's little um uh, his little cabin right is that what you're yeah. talking oh, yeah, 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 yeah. and they're like having that conversation are we good yeah. like that almost alone restored the idea that Jonathan and Nancy are kind of good I wanted so bad for him to just be like Nancy I got something to tell you like I was I was shitty to you like I I can't go to college with you I have too much to do I feel like. I have too much responsibility and I'm going to let you down and you're going to resent me and just let it freaking rip, bro. Instead now. Yeah. yeah, And now we have we good. Yeah. Okay. Like, uh, all right, let's do it. Let's just do it right now. But the the we good thing, man, anyone who's been in a relationship knows the we good question and her going like, yeah, we're good. doesn't mean you're good at all, though. No. (laughs) Does that mean that you think that I think it's leaning the other way? Yeah, I think it's leaning the other way. I mean, she. She was falling back in love with Steve this season, hundred yeah. percent. Rightfully so, almost. Who wouldn't? But uh, yeah, right. like, Guy's as I'm saying that, like, I'm split. I still am like fifty-two, forty-eight percent chance. Like fifty-two being on the Jonathan, or sorry, yeah. on the he, she is going to turn back to Steve. I think it's you know going to be Nancy Steve Endgame. Do you? One I'm guessing you agree, die. right? Oh, that's a good conclusion. Yeah, one of them dies, and she goes with the other one. I had binged one through seven, kind of late, like maybe. A week and a half late. So my TikTok was fucking nuts. And I kept having to like hurry up and not yeah, avoid skip spoilers. To the next one. But then once I finished, it was almost it felt like I missed something. The part two trailer had dropped, but I never watched it. Still have never seen it. And people were taking clips of the sound and saying, oh, this is Dustin being upset that Steve's dead. Like I saw so many things like that that I was like, Fuck, Steve dies. Like, I almost took it as absolute Bible fact. And I was, I'm, I'm Bible is not fact. Let me just say that right now. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> Let was me just uh, take, yeah. That, take that absolutely out of my oxymoron. Yeah, it's an oxy fucking moron. But I wasn't happy that nobody died, but I was happy that Steve did not die because I was scared. Yeah. So obviously, the big thing was that at the end of volume one, he was getting bit to shit by the bats in his stomach. And they were just like, oh, let's wrap it up. And he's all good. You know, just just t- just give him a little ribbon sexually him and him and sexually, super sexually putting ah! that putting that uh, stop. ribbon or whatever you want to call it, bandage around them. But yeah, let, OK, let me really quick go back to this storyline. I know, Kathleen, you had told me in general, it was kind of a shame that our homies were separate for the entire season. Yes, we had Avengers assemble at the very, very, very last half hour of a 14 hour season or whatever it is, you know, so that that was kind of tough. 
going to the Mike, Will, Jonathan, Argyle storyline. I thought Argyle was a great addition to the cast. Is that he, his name? Yeah, Argyle's his name. I never knew that. That's Get your funny. shit together. That's fine. Uh, no. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I thought Argyle was a great addition to the cast. You know, he had some comedy in there, but they were the lesser storyline, 100%. I kind of have a hot take here, and I want to hear what you guys think. It might not be that hot. I don't know. I just think that from season one to season four, they're trying to play off Mike as the main main guy. And I think he's one of the worst. Full stop. Or do you have more? No, no. So I'm saying like even, even in season four. And when I say one of the worst, I mean, I don't like him as much. And but I also mean like even if I like him or don't like him story wise, character written wise, he's not the main character and he shouldn't be the main character. But yeah, I mean, obviously the whole storyline with Will phenomenal. The whole storyline with Will and Jonathan, that talk, phenomenal. Like, we're going to get a great payoff in season five with Will finally coming to terms and actually having this conversation with Mike. But the only time this season where you're really getting the you're the main character for Mike is Will being like, you're the heart, you're this, you're that. And it's really just Will being like, I love you. Not actually Mike's the main character. That is them being like, Please remember that Mike used to be the heart of this show. Yeah, I mean, it's, he started he's not, sucking. He's not anymore. He's really not. And if you see scenes from season one, he really is. Like He looks yeah. at Elle. We need to take her in. I mean, obviously, he's just like a little boy who's like also loves this girl. But he is the leader, but he's not anymore. Dustin is Dustin is the king. And, and also, king though, king. just as a character, he starts being a dick to them. The whole thing with Will, like, oh, of course we're going to get girls and we're not going to play D&D with you now, but we're going to join the Hellfire next year and it's going to be our main thing. Even when Will was trying to do the whole like we didn't talk and he would Mike was a dick to that part. I mean, he does apologize later. I just think that he wasn't written right as the main character like he was in season one. He definitely was, you know, the sweet boy, whatever main character in season one. All right. So let me do you one better because that is that is the coldest take ever. Okay. All right. That's fine. I mean, I I don't I never know how hot they're going to be. No, this is this might hurt some souls out there. So if you're just a stranger things, just die hard and you love everything about the show, it's flawless. You're going to just skip ahead like 30 seconds. Um, (laughs) I dislike and I'm using that term lightly. um, So meaning you hate I hate Mike, Will and Lucas. (laughs) Like, I think they're I think they're some of the worst parts of this show where I'm all in on pretty much every other character in the show, except for those three. I think Dustin is the best of the four, quote unquote, main characters. But you're absolutely right. Mike, since season two has been rubbing me the wrong way, especially when Mad Max gets introduced and Lucas and Dustin try and bring her into the group. And Mike is just the biggest douche about this whole thing when he just went through this whole thing about trying to convince them that l can be in the group and now he's going to just turn his back on like max and like his boys caring about this that that's mike is is just the worst he literally only existed to be the relationship counterpiece to l which is fine because l is the shit l is to me the main character yeah and Mike is just, okay, he's the heart. Like him talking to her while she's in Vecna's lair, like through the water, like, okay, that's your big moment. Great. Yeah. But I'll also say I fucking love Mike's actor. Just not oh, in yeah. Stranger Finn's, Things. Finn's like, the, yeah, Finn's great. He's dude, the man. I mean, he, he he kills it. He's the best character in it. Like he is. Yeah. When he's allowed to just free ball and like curse and be just, he is one of the best child actors ever. I just hate Mike. 
And then yeah. Will Will's going to shine in season five. And I yeah. thought Lucas was just he could be the same thing you could say with him and Max as like their relationships is this, the main point of his personality at this point in the show. But I don't know. I think those three characters are my least the least interested in for out of the whole cast. I think it's um, a writing issue, right, Jimmy? Yeah. I think you you probably would have said the same. Like Mike was great originally. Lucas was great originally. Will is the Twin Peaks, and I can't remember her name. It's like you think she's the main character, but she's actually kind of goes away the whole series. Like someone someone gets goes missing in a show. Yeah, and that name is the top billing. Oh my God, where did? Where did Will Byers go? Yeah. yeah. Will was barely in season one besides being in the upside down. Man, like, missing. Help! Yeah. You know, he's missing. And even though Will seems like such a big character, he really wasn't. I think that they need to really flesh him out more. And same with Lucas. I thought, and you got to just shout out Erica, like Lucas and Lucas has a little sister, Erica, who they like flesh out even more than Lucas's season, mm. I think. Oh, yeah. She's better than Lucas, 100%. Yeah. Erica is amazing. Again, yeah. all of these actors and actresses are so stupidly talented. Yeah. But it's just the writing. So yeah. I agree with you, Luke. I would say that those three are the most ones where I was like, okay, fuck off. I don't man. think any of those three are on my top 10 characters, like even. Right. Crazy. And for what it's worth, I will say, I thought. In season one, Lucas was my favorite, even more than Dustin. Then yeah. after season two on, Dustin skyrockets past the other three, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I wouldn't go as far as hate, <laughs> but I would say definitely they're 100% lower on the totem pole. So that part isn't a hot take at all, but the hate part, I guess. I mean, I know what you're saying, though, because really the problem with Will is that the only way right now to flesh him out in two, three, four is to keep him being traumatized mm -hmm. from being taken over. That's the only way you can flesh him out. He has his storyline with Mike that's going to come out in season five, and he's going to 100% confirm. Duffer Brothers said he's a main, main part of season five. Now that season four is ending and he's saying, oh, I could still feel Vecna, this and that, he's coming back. He has the highest he'll, ceiling for sure. Yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah. But for now, he's just the guy. Yeah. And it's it's a shame because here, here's the deal. There's 15 main characters at this point. You know, yeah. some of them are going to have to be on the on the side. But funny thing is that Will does get the shaft a lot. Even when it's season one and he is a main character, he's in the upside down taken. And then when it's season two, you know, it's but it is what it is. That's just how the story fleshed mm -hmm. out. Yeah, I didn't want to sound like super pessimistic there, but mm -hmm. it's just how I feel. And I've, I've felt that since like season two where. I'm so much more interested in all these side characters that they bring in every season are some of my favorite characters. Yeah. Like I fucking loved Billy. Billy. I yeah. thought his arc front to back is amazing. And he looks like Zac Efron. Um, yeah. so he's, Eddie. he's Jason and from Eddie. the Power Rangers. Eddie, movie. Eddie is one of the best characters ever. Handsome. Joseph Quinn. Let's go. Yeah. He and anything you see about his actor in real yeah, life, like such it's a just, good guy. It, he is such a good guy. And Murray is amazing. Mm -hmm. I even fucking love Jock and Hagar from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like, yeah. He was good in the Russian storyline. He's the, the guy that helps. Yes. He, boy, is he? Yeah. Oh yes. God, I was great. like. I know this man yeah. to my absolute. My gosh, core. you didn't know it was jocking. No, I was just yeah. looking at him like this handsome bastard could get it the oh, whole yeah. time. Just trying to get him like, on the pod, dude. I was trying to get him in my pants. <laughs> if he, if he just like what I'm getting at is that this show is so good at making likable characters that it's so crazy to me that the three of the main, main four yeah. are just ones I I don't care about. 
Yeah. Okay, I will say that I think I didn't mind Lucas's like descent into being like, guys, come on. We are the nerdiest nerds of all time. I'm good at basketball. I just made the winning shot. Like, let me enjoy this. I actually didn't mind that from him. I just think in a world of Stranger Things, it's not as interesting. Like, I really like yeah. Lucas and I actually ship him and Mags hard. I think he's just so sweet and charming with Max. And with the group, but outside of the group, he's fighting his own nature. But it's cool to be good at basketball. Like, go be good at basketball. But the D&D finale or whatever, the last part of the campaign being at the same time of the championship, I was like, mm-hmm. damn, what a con- that would make me really so sad. That I actually want to comment up. on the D&D part about this whole thing. I think it still might be up currently on the, on the Stranger Things subreddit, but they did a... I don't know, Jimmy, if you ever look at that, their subreddit either, but they did a huge AMA from a D&D expert who was, oh, actually, really? who was actually a Vecna expert, like meaning he was working for the company that is D&D, whatever their bigger company is. And yeah. he was responsible for at least creating part of the lore. Of, of Vecna, of the actual Vecna. So wow! He was, so he That's was cool. Oh, it's still. I think it's still up there. If you if you go, it should be one of the pinned things. So I think right, it happened. Right. It happened in between Volume One and Volume Two. I think. But it's just so cool reading his backstory, saying like how how the Duffer Bros did such a good job of incorporating D and D lore. Like you saw mm-hmm. in season one, the Demi Gorgon sits down. Yeah. Like, that's a real D and D lore character, and they did a lot to make it honors like the actual written lore in the real right. world. So it's just amazing to see that like the Duffer Bros cared that much about that. And also to bring back, you brought up the mid transformation Vecna. Do you remember how he's like, yep. He's yep. Like partially transformed Half burned looking. Yeah. That version of him is much more like the actual D and D version. Oh, which is okay. I probably put it in there because if you, if you ever go back and look at it, you'll see the, the real Vecna is supposed to be, blind in one eye or something like that okay and in that scene after he's half burned and sees the mind flare he has his whole one eye glazed over mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so they they knew what they were doing and it's yeah, freaking yeah. awesome to see this this super awesome crazy nerd about this D lore stuff commenting on how they actually did a great job so i i love seeing the duffer bros yeah that's cool shit like that it really makes you think wow it really takes a lot of knowledge to create a show to create mm-hmm. an entire storyline which is canon to multiple different types of worlds and lore and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Bravo, Duffer. You Brothers. have to be a fan. I I, I would yeah. be so surprised if the Duffer Brothers don't play yeah. D Oh, they are both dungeon masters for sure. Yeah. Um. Let me ask you guys this. You know, we're gonna be jumping around here. So when we get to back to the the backstory with Eleven and Henry and Papa and all this kind of stuff, that's obviously one of the best parts of this of the season. For sure. What parts were surprising to you? What parts did you theorize correctly when it came to Henry being one, Henry being Vecna, etc.? I guess and had a thought that Henry was probably one because right. he says that I thing agree. that's like, what does he say? He's, he's like, I know like a, he's I like, I, out with him a lot. Yeah, yeah he's like, like, I know him. I know him very well. And he has a sad ending. Zero thing. Nothing else. Nothing else. Yeah. Not even one second else. I would never even cop to that. Yeah, I, I didn't guess the Vecna thing at all, but I did guess that Henry was one. I knew nothing. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know Vecna. I didn't know one and Henry. You're, I was you're, so you're Jon Snow, dude. I was to, Yeah, I was Jon Snow as fuck for this whole backstory. <laughs> but, I mean, it was probably obvious to everyone at this point. Maybe not at this exact scene, but when L goes to 
rip out the the tracker in his right. neck. I was like, he's bad. The second, even before he did, oh I was like, man, Luke, that's the part where I was like, this is <laughs> this is the worst thing in the world. I had like, it in my head; he was bad for like so long. Oh, dude, I was so I okay. thought I wanted him to be good so badly. Is probably wow. part of it. Okay, that's funny. I mean, that's why it's so cool to talk it out because it's just different mindsets that you're in when you're watching. And to be completely honest, I don't think I saw too many spoilers, but you guys already said it. It's just so mainstream right now that I may have like accidentally slipped something in where I saw that he's like doing something that seems bad. And I was like, oh, I think he's bad in my head. Like, I I don't know. I watched it a little bit late. I watched it in two days, right? Like right before volume two came out. So I wasn't even thinking. And so maybe because I wasn't thinking that reveal hit so hard and I thought it was one of my favorite reveals of the show. That was the actor for Henry actually. Yep. Yes. He was the one. Oh, that's even cooler. They have a. It's a time TikTok. Lapse. It's yeah, it's it's think time lapse all over the place of him putting on the costume. He's great. I it's, thought he was yeah. a good actor. Like he was just stole some scenes even with L being. Oh, great actor. The Victor Creel of it all and thinking he was like the OG one that survived the attacks of all the like broken bones and stuff leading to to like him actually being the one breaking the bones. I was like. Never in a million years. This is epic. I love it. I love that deep, deep lore of like Hawkins back in the day type stuff where he was literally put into it. He's literally just like, these people are annoying me. I'm killing them. Yeah. Mom up. She's like, so Henry being the the son, the little kid. Yes. Another blind. You had no idea. I agree. I, I didn't know either. Let's go to one of my other bigger nitpicks which is actually directly related to this twist, even though I was just hyping it up a lot. <laughs> I don't like how powerful that thing was that she ripped out of his neck. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it totally shielded him. If we're going to use a little uh, wheel of time. Little time yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it totally shielded him a hundred percent. And like, we know that he was fighting Papa the whole time. I think he does explain that he had a similar relationship to Papa in the beginning ish. So when does Papa talk him into putting this in his neck? I mean, if he's that strong, it has to have been when he was still young enough to be manipulated because otherwise, why or how would he ever be able to do it? Unless it's something like how Papa got the jump on 11 and he knocked her out with the needle. Exactly, Could have been like that. But yeah, it just seemed a little OP, especially because we're so ground. We're so not grounded in reality here. And it's just all sci-fi out the ass like, what is technology you working with that you can suppress yeah. telekinesis basically while also tracking and like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got an yeah. iPhone in your neck, dude, you got exactly. a fucking dart in your neck, bro. True or false. Papa is a little bitch. True. True. Okay, cool. True. But he, but he creates great plots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, totally. yeah. I, but I <laughs> True was like, or false. higher vibe for, for a very long time. I was like, Papa is the ultimate villain of all time. This son of a bitch. And then it like still, carried for a really long time and like him at the end being um i forget what the, the legend from the boys if if you guys watch the boys as well the legend from the boys is the same guy in stranger things not papa the other old guy um dr oh, owens oh. yeah dr owens so it's, it's yeah. the same as the legend from the boys who was like an absolute legend in the boys yeah. this season what a fucking legend <laughs> he's a legendary actor in general he was in uh Absolutely. whatever we don't yes yeah. but i just remember being like he's the worst and then when he died i was like why do i feel bad what so you thought owens or papa was the worst I thought Papa was worse than Owens. Oh, well, no, I don't think Owens was that bad at all. No, Owens is not bad. Papa is hell on earth. Yeah. So I thought 
if we're going to talk nitpicking stuff, I thought it was a little weak how they ended the storyline with Papa just because it actually confused me a little bit. Like, I thought they were trying to spin us a little bit at the end and make us feel bad for him. We have a scene with one later where he's where he's like, Papa was a piece of shit. And Elle was like, yeah, he freaking was. He was awful. Mm -hmm. And I know that Elle like does say, I'm not going to say what you want me to say before you die. Like, she's not giving it to him to make him feel better. But at the same time, him having those last couple scenes does it's not really like too villainous where I was like, they're kind of turning them a little bit in our minds, but he was a POS. That was his, that was his character. Totally a layered character. Cause you're right. Like they make you feel weird things every once yeah, in a while, yeah. depending <laughs> on whatever the scene is. I didn't think they were going to actually kill Papa right there. I thought he was going to be like an end of season five kind of death thing. So in terms of subverting expectations, I thought they did a good job just having him get sure. absolutely murdered right there. Yeah. And then I also thought Elle was going to have it in her to forgive him, which right. she didn't. So right. basically, I loved that whole sequence of events in the desert. Top it off with Elle just fucking destroying the goddamn yeah. helicopter. Yeah. I liked how it played out. I definitely liked his death and everything like that. I just thought that, like, exactly like you said, you felt weird things because... He sacrificed himself for her. He, or, no, he's he holding unlocks, her and trying to run away and he gets shot. Yeah. And then he unlocks the thing. as Right. Dying. So he unlocks her, this and that, whatever. And, but the thing is, he's crying and he's saying, I only did this for you and I only did it because I love you and all this stuff. And then you have the whole L being like, I'm not going to give you what you want. I'm not going to say what you want me to say and F you and you can die. The weirdness of it all is. Him explaining that on his dying on his deathbed, quote unquote, is kind of like one of those things where you're like, was that the truth in his mind? Like how you say he's layered. Mm -hmm. Is that him telling his truth or is he just trying to make himself feel yeah. better right before he dies? And is, is L the one being like wrong by not giving it to him? But I don't personally, I think, you know, he was a POS and she shouldn't have given it to him. But I'm just saying it. The writing confused me a little a little bit. I don't know. I, I'm confused. I hated him the entire series, and I still think they're doing a great job by making me feel something, but I also right. still kind of hate him, so let's just, like, bounce. And I like what Luke said about expectations out the window. I thought he was going to be endgame. So. Exactly, yeah. Pumped, and, pumped to have him die in this season. And another thing, obviously, I'm guessing it had to be a shock to everyone here that he, was, he showed up. Yeah. Because he freaking was, a Demogorgon was on top of him, eating him. So, and all he gets is a scar on his face. I think that's one of those cases where it's a season they one weren't thing. expecting. Yeah. yeah. Because that's one of the most common um, nitpicks I see of season one because people consider season one the highest. Like it's the highest on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. People love season one, but that is one of the common nitpicks is how the fuck did he live? Papa yeah. should have just right. died. And oh, he yeah. Probably wasn't supposed to live. We saw how strong these Demogorgons are and fast and how easily they kill you. And there was no one around him to save him. But, you know, so, it's whatever. So let's let's transition that into just the Russian storyline as a whole of what everybody thinks. I feel like that was a polarizing subject. And I'm more on the from a high level and looking at like season four as a whole, like it's felt a little unnecessary. And the, to me, I feel like the only reason they kept or they needed that whole storyline was to make Joyce relevant and to use Hopper in a way that didn't that wasn't boring because I have the opinion that Hopper should have been killed and stayed yeah. dead as one of the best deaths of this entire show at the end of season three. Is that okay? Is that right? Season I three? agree. And let's pause. And this is not pause for the pod. This is pause for your, your topic, because let's just seg really quick into this conversation. 
one of my problems with this season was the plot armor. Oh, that's yeah. like not my top three. Okay, top okay, Cr- cool. So, so yeah. basically, we can get into that later. But Millie Bobby Brown herself was like, "Yeah, Yo, you yep. don't kill anybody." If we're being completely honest, Hopper should have been dead. Max should Max. be dead. Max Dude. should be dead. Yep. And Eddie's. We'll get into this theory later. They're going to bring him back. There's a, there's a theory about that. So it's like you're not even going to kill him. That's the problem. And then the Duffer brothers came out and said, we're, we're Hawkins. We're not Westeros. OK, but still. All right. Well, OK, well, let's just quickly finish the Russian stuff. So the problem that I have with the whole Russian storyline is it was fine. Jock and Hagar is our boy. I didn't. Okay. The, the other guy annoyed the hell out of me. I forget his name. Um, no, no, no. Murray. I like Murray. a lot. No, Yuri. Oh, Yuri, Yuri, Yuri. Yuri. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Yuri was annoying as shit. I just think that at this point, having the Russians being involved is confusing. Because Correct. we know the storyline for right now is that Vecna this entire time was working in Hawkins to open up the gate in Haw- four gates for the total big gate in Hawkins. So why do the Russians need to be involved, except for the fact that they were involved in one of the other seasons and that was fine. But the, the, the biggest problem here is that they killed quote unquote Hopper and then they freaking revealed that he was alive in the trailer. Yeah. No, well, they revealed well, they at the very at the end, end of three. three. Yeah. They say, oh, well, they just, well, they say the American. Yeah. 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 But I, yeah. American. And that's, that's a reveal. But, I, but also, they don't even leave it up to the imagination. They mm-hmm. just straight up show him in the trailer. So you're just like, okay, he's alive. Yeah. So I, I that's yeah. one of the things I knew going into my watch was to Hopper's alive because he was all over the place from Netflix marketing team where yeah. he was all over the place no matter what. Like our other, you know, Dave, he is watching it right now. He's on season two and he's like, one of the things I know for sure is Hopper's alive in the last season because his face is fucking everywhere. Yeah. And while he is totally one of the best characters this show yeah. has to offer, his death was also one of the best. Like it was so fine and satisfying and it made sense in the plot. And it felt like it kept the tension high, which they completely eliminated because of real world. Just like, I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree because he's the man. Yeah. Like they just wanted to milk it. He dropped so much weight. He got ripped for this season. It's like you see him and you don't notice it. And then you see a side to side. You're like, He's his he's his ripped. trainer is the Celeb trainer trainer yeah. yeah Don Saldino he he also trains Ryan Reynolds for Deadpool he trains Blake Lively for all of her stuff he's trained him for Hellboy when he was Hellboy and that wasn't getting him ripped that was getting him bigger you know so this guy knows his shit he looked like phenomenal this entire season with his weight loss and the joke obviously at the end of the season is that they're all saying he isn't fat anymore even though you know whatever <laughs> i wouldn't call him fat in the other seasons but no, <laughs> he handsome, was heavier hot. but love him he did get one of the coolest just pure just cinema moments of with the sword yeah wait was, okay wait 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 Where, is, why is there a sword i, I forget <laughs> so what it is is they put all the prisoners down there with all all the weapons they could That's they could ever wander, oh, oh, and then they oh, all yeah, absolutely okay, just okay. lose. Like there's like, no weapon. That was hilarious because I was like, "Where the hell does this sword come from?" Is he not Neville? Like literally yeah, Neville he, with Neville. the last yeah. Horcrux yeah. or whatever? Like yeah. for real? But um, yeah, Russia was fine. I think I think it was entertaining. I think it took you out of it. It's so funny that you parents think you're doing literally anything over there. You're not helping yeah. at all. And it's a little okay. Binge Town TV has a TikTok, and we have a YouTube channel where we where we do did you knows and and loopholes and mistakes, and we like to do the nitpicky ones. 
for fun and people like to shit on them. Well, it's a sci-fi show about the Upside Down and Demogorgon, so who gives a shit? But I still need in my head for it to make sense that that Joyce and um, Yuri and Murray can get to the Soviet Union, break into a Soviet Union jail, do all this shit, and then leave. Yeah, it's fine, but I, I don't I'm just even, saying. Yeah, we don't even need to talk about the Roger storyline much more. Yeah. Right? Besides the fact that, like, it was just to make Hopper and Joyce relevant. That's that's pretty much what it was. That's it. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, and let's 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 jump into the plot armor talk here. I love what Millie Bobby Brown said because she's totally right. This show is supposed to be horror at its finest. Like, this is just end of the world level shit, and we're just scared to kill characters because we like them. Like, I hate that so much. And the characters that we do kill. Like Eddie, I can talk a fucking essay on the reason how stupid that death was, because if he didn't do that, there's no change in the plot at all. So if he just goes back with Dustin, nothing changes. His sacrifice with the bats didn't do. Well, let me say the only thing I was thinking of was that they could go through the portal, too. Yeah, but they could have done that at any point throughout the season because they were just sitting by the portal guarding it from the upside down. Vecna could have. Yeah, I guess. Point. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I, so it, was, it was cool because Eddie's the man and the speech was great, hero. though. Like, yeah, I, didn't, exactly. I didn't run away. Yes. You know, yeah. absolutely. Tears. I didn't run away this time. Right. Dustin's like, dude, no, please. I love you, emotional. man. Yeah, yeah. No, it was totally emotional, it was... but it was dumb because he could have lived and, you know, no plot changed at all. And then, of course, I am beyond annoyed at the fact that Max didn't die because that was also a perfect send off. When I was taking notes on that scene too, I was just like, wow, they're not going to kill Max. They're not going to kill Max. He snaps her arms, makes her partially blind and she's going to die. I was like, wow, this show actually fucking got me. And they bring her back two seconds later. And Eleven has the OP power to bring someone back to life. It's just all of that was just awful for me, coupled with the fact that I was already bad taste in my mouth from Hopper, which I was willing to let go because it was really the only main time that someone should have died. But I don't know. They're, They're so willing to kill off one season characters but they're unwilling right. to kill off the main characters and keep that tension there. And that's a huge point for me where I would say that keeps this show almost out of the top tier of TV and keeps it still second tier is, is incredible on my list. I just want it more tension because no one's going to die. I think it actually makes it worse that the Duffer Brothers came out recently and said that the plan was to kill Max. Last second, they changed it and decided to leave it up in the air for what's going to happen, which isn't leaving it up in the air. She's going to be around. She's alive, yeah. Let's talk one theory. Okay, since we're getting towards the end of the podcast here and we're probably not going to get to Max much longer and we're talking about this subject specifically now. Max, you know, she's in a coma. We thought she should have died. Whatever. That's a moot point right now. We're not going to beat a dead horse. But Eleven goes into the hospital room and she goes into her mind and there's no one. And Eleven is freaking out and she's screaming and this and that. Big theory here is that Max is alive, but she's in Vecna's mind. Mm-hmm. And the evidence for this is that many, many times throughout the show, when he's Henry, when he's one, when he's Vecna, Papa says, Eleven says that uh, Henry himself says that he doesn't just kill people. He brings them into consumes himself. Them. He consumes them and who they are and every, everything that they are. You know, the theory is that a big plot line of season five is going to be going into Vecna's mind to get Max back. Again, uh, you know, no, I, I don't I, care, I, I, but I, I just think that she should have just died. But yeah, that's that's a theory and that's probably correct. It seems right. Yeah. If you're accepting that she's going to be alive, it's going to be something like that. 
you know five's the end, you can kill Max. It it, it feels mm-hmm. okay to kill Max. Although, let's just say right here, Max is one of the best characters on the show. Sadie oh, yeah. Sink is fucking incredible in the show, and we love her and we feel for her, and she's so funny. Like in the beginning, when Dustin's trying to recruit someone for the Hellfire yeah, Club, yeah. and he's like talking and she's like, oh will i get a shirt it's like very funny banter yeah. and she's so good and layered and i could feel the emotion you could feel all the billy stuff and the running up that hill was a per- perfect song for her and like if i only could i make a deal with god swap yeah. places whatever it's like it makes sense they everything is so deliberate mm-hmm. and, it, and it was well done i think this should have been her swan was, song it was perfect song, too exactly it was absolutely perfect to kill her like this. All right, Luke, let me ask you this question. You're a big Billy fan. You love Billy. My thing was that I thought that her entire character trajectory was that she felt bad because she didn't jump in and save Billy, whether it's the correct thing or not. Like, what was she going to be able to do? But, you know, that's the thing that happens in TV shows where they feel guilty that the person dies. But then she admits that she always thought she wanted him to die and she always wanted something bad to happen to him and he, she hated him and, and this and that. So what are your thoughts on that reveal? I thought that felt very real and grounded. Like, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. I thought Max and Billy were just two of my favorite written characters of the show and the fake-out death at the end has nothing to do about Sadie. Like, that's... Yeah, right. Oh, season. yeah. I really didn't think they even had it in him to kill Billy in season three, which... Yeah. I was actually really upset about that. I'm not going to lie. They brought him back for a second. Yeah, I was so happy to see his yeah. face in season four. I'm not going to lie about that either. Like I said, it was grounded and it was good. It just made Max and it made Max more layered. Can we bring it to just like the other characters we haven't really touched yeah. on? So I'm going to just kick this off. My top three characters, right? Because yep, I'm going to bring them all in. Obviously, Steve, what a goat. Dustin, yeah. number two, the, yeah. the, the two. And they are also my favorite duo. I love this jealousy with Eddie where like Dustin is so fucking charming. He's charming these two older guys where they're almost like fighting over him to be like mm-hmm. Dustin's the best. Now, Eddie was so good. Eddie yeah. was fucking fantastic. He's not going to get the number three spot. I love him so much. He's almost there. But Robin takes the number three spot. OK, and I like that. Something I love about and a close Nancy, but Robin mm. was something I love when Robin, who is um, Maya Hawk, her mm. her mom is um, Ethan Uma Thurman. Her dad, Uma Ethan. Thurman oh, Ethan I, do, I just found that out. That's amazing. Just yeah. fucking dope as fuck. And apparently they brought her on and they said, you're going to be Steve's love interest. And she said, what if I'm gay instead? <laughs> which really? is. Yeah, that's what I read, which is. Come on, you know me. Yeah, I heard that. She is one of the people that brought such a groundedness to Steve. She's one of the people, Mm -hmm. her and Dustin make Steve such a better character. They make him so good. Steve is my number one. Dustin is a close number two. Robin's a three. And then Nancy's my four. Um, I love this whole storyline. I'm a Steve and Nancy stan. I love Jonathan, too. I think they took him too far out of it, though. Steve and Nancy stan and... I like love anything with these characters. These four pairing up was just really good. And also Chrissy, wake up. <laughs> I don't like this, which is really good. But anyway, Jimmy, what were you going to say? Maybe hot take, but I don't know. I haven't cared about Jonathan in all, probably a long time. Yeah, I Lakers guess if we're going to do top threes, I'll just say that Kathleen, you nailed it. Probably would I go Eddie number three with just being one season? Probably freaking Yeah. Um, yeah. Hopper. I would almost put, I don't know him. And so it would be Steve, then Dustin, definitely 
Steven Dustin could probably flip flop whenever I'm feeling a certain way. And then I'll, I'm going to go Eddie for this season, probably recency bias, but could be Hopper too. Do you see all these characters listing and not even a little bit of me is thinking Lucas Mike or Will? Oh, yeah. Like, no, who the no, fuck no. Are we, where are we putting yeah. them on the list? But yeah, Steve, number one, I have Eddie at number two, but only Hi. because of pound for pound minute wise on the screen. Yeah. He might be even number one. Yeah. Right. Fucking he incredible. Is, and he has the single best scene of the entire series. We haven't brought it up yet, but his guitar solo, that is just the epitome of just peak 2022 television. There's almost nothing. I can't. I, oh, my God. I'm literally just got chills right now <laughs> thinking about it. I see his hair that standing up. was so fucking amazing. Like when he gr- is in the upside down, grabs his guitar. He's like, it's like we were meant for this or something like that. Yeah. And he just goes and he just rips it. And then everything, Jimmy, you've been posting on the bench down accounts about him playing it in real life like he was yep. practicing even if he didn't play the whole thing which i think he played a majority of it right yeah yeah he's still playing the chords to make yep, it like yep. if he was going to be hitting it he's playing it the right way oh god that was so fucking good and then um for my three spot i have a four-way tie with l dustin robin and nancy so I don't care. <laughs> Fuck l, dustin, shit. Robin, nancy. yeah Perfect. l is the one i'm going to talk about just for a second because i Good. think she is such a plot driver that uh, yeah she, she carries the show but yeah. Hopper isn't in there. I don't see this anywhere on the internet, but my weird opinion about Hopper is I didn't necessarily love his initial season two relationship with how he treated Elle as his daughter. Oh. I thought it grew into something better, especially when they reunited in season four. But like, I felt weird about the whole thing with Mike, like how he was treating Mike and all that, which I'm sure some people absolutely love, but that keeps Hopper. Well, he's the overprotective dad. Exactly. Keep that door open three inches, bro. I thought he was just like a drinker, smoker, chill motherfucker. Why would he even give a shit about something like this? I mean, he did say straight up, even in the season that he was pilled up and and alcoholed up until he met L. Amazing past. Like I'm saying, like, yeah, Jesus Christ, you you did Robin justice. Nancy deserves some more uh, airtime than we've talked about because she has one of the best season one to season four character. I'm surprised no one said Max. Oh, Fuck, Max is up she's there like for right me. there. Yeah, she's like yeah. right there. There's I still don't. I don't here. put her in my top four. Yeah, but I, I would probably say five or six. The other ones, like the older kids, really. I mean, why wouldn't they resonate with us more? Because they yeah. we are older kids. And Robin Speak with for yourself uh, or not, Robin Nancy with that gun. Dude, she has an amazing <sighs> arc. For, yeah, like, her character development might be the best of the show. I mean, besides Steve, Steve's was like, yeah. fuck Steve's, Steve yes. in season one. And then they were like, wait a second. This man mm-hmm. rocks. Jimmy, I don't know that you ever finished Parks and Rag. You did, right, Luke? Yeah. John Ralphio, the actor who plays John Ralphio, Ben something, maybe I, I can't remember. Same. Steve look like each other in real life. And yeah. they do this bit together where it's like, wait a second. Like, do they like, really? I've Steve, never seen that. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Steve, like Steve is his dad. Almost. They say that like, cause it's obviously 1980 something. And then uh, Parks and Rec is the early aughts. So Incredible. it's like, or late aughts. But yeah, I, I just think that Steve, they knew what we, they had in that actor and they were like, we must, we must keep mm-hmm. him and make him better. And I, I yeah. I want to plug him real quick in, in uh Ryan Reynolds movie, uh free guy. He's in that too. And he's great in that. Okay. Really? Yeah, let's talk a little Duffer Brothers, a little Benchtown TV TikTok. Did you know they yeah. said the Duffer Brothers did say that Joe Keery was the 100 percent the reason why Steve got a redemption arc. It was actually totally written for him to be 
their words, a douchebag, and to end him as a douchebag. And he was supposed to die in season one. And the redemption arc was actually supposed to go to Will and Jonathan's dad. Really? Wow. Yeah. That was the original script. And then they changed it to, to Joe Keery, Steve, Did they which do is way better. With no, they never. Dad? No, Not they just. One. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so we talked about our favorite characters. Eddie's definitely one of them for all of us. Let's talk about the fact we did bring up the plot armor thing. There's a big theory out there that Eddie's coming back. Got the bats tattoo. He has the fact that he was bitten by the bats and killed. We've been talking about this entire time, the D&D lore. Well, let me read you guys something here about the D&D. The Duffer Brothers said straight up that you can't die from the bite of one of these bats. Obviously, yeah. we figured that out because Steve didn't die. Yeah, you could bleed out, whatever, okay? There is a D&D &D character called Cass. He is a vampire, so he's another creature. Sexy. He is the right-hand man to Vecna in D&D, &D, okay? He eventually turns on Vecna and defeats him. He has a weapon, which is a sword, and he has a shield with spikes on it. Oh, my God, actually? <laughs> yes. So... The big theory here is that our boy Eddie will be back as a vampire in season five. And you know what? I'm all for that. Yeah, that is hot. I've seen similar things where he's going to be some sort of something in the upside down. Yeah, I've seen that as well. I saw a real world quote, which kind of made me think like, OK, he might know something. Is that he said, yeah, if they called me for season five, I'd be crazy not to come back. I would love to come back. Meaning yeah, like, it's like, why I'm are you dead. saying that? Yeah, yeah exactly. Right? <laughs> I'm so down for him to be revived as like uh, i've been talking shit on the plot armor but like i said i thought his death was meaningless not yeah it was meaningless it was a cool moment for the character and his growth but it was meaningless in the grand scheme of what did it really accomplish when you actually think about what it did so right. i'm all in for bringing him back he, compared he to said what he I was, was trying for. to buy some time dude if yeah, they would have went into the portal the bats would have went right back to vecna okay no this why okay fuck off I'm this not. is so <laughs> funny because there's so many things we haven't talked about. We've been talking for an hour and 20 or something like that. Like yeah. it, next season, we will be covering episode by episode. Yeah. yeah. Believe that we just couldn't. The stars didn't align between the binge town homies at the time where Stranger Things was about to drop. Picky Blinders, the boys, Umbrella, and, Stranger and Things all at once. fully on the Stranger Things boat besides me and you, Jimmy. Now, so, right. Yeah. Full now on, it's. So. Yeah. So we will faithfully cover this moving forward. But yes, this is so fun. And I wish we could talk every ounce of this. Um, maybe we do like another one of these fun ones looking forward to season five in three years. Yeah, <laughs> right. Whatever. If Brian and another binge town member, Dave, if they actually end up finishing the show, totally we could do a five person. Yep. You know, what do you round. think? And Kyle said he's gonna watch Stranger Things too. So there you go. As they pretty should. much all of us. Okay, so let's let's do a couple more theories here and then we can round it out. Any final thoughts and get the hell out of here. I, I don't want to end the pod without talking about some of these theories. Some of them are big. Some of them could be stupid, but let's talk about them. All right. I want to get your guys thoughts. The big thing here, obviously, this season was the relationship between L and Vecna. That's going to be the final showdown. We're going to have a big throwdown in season five. We get a little bit of a hint for two seconds that Vecna's dead and then boom, he's obviously not. Mm -hmm. We have the reveal that Vecna is Henry. The theory is that Henry is L's dad. Let's talk about this really quick. We have all the numbers, okay? We have all the kids. We have one as the original. Then we have Papa, who Dr. Brenner, who knows that one is a, some kind of ridiculous superpower person. 
Then we have two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, who are all eh. They can do it, but they're not as strong as one. So the theory is that it's almost like a forced breeding here where the mom, Elle's mom, had the baby with one, with Henry, to create 11. Now, people have gone through this a few times. The ages match up. The explanation as to why um, or uh, Henry explaining when he got there, when Elle got there, when her powers shown up, when the mom was there. But but the theory is that by the time he would have been having L, he would have been in his 20s or late 20s, early 30s. So what do you guys think? Are you in for that or wait, what? Wait, 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 wait. We think when he had L, he was. Yeah. Think about, think about think? No, the timeline works. How old yeah. do you think one, uh, one is right now? Like when you see him, I'm, I'm like, he's 19. No, he's so, twenty-two. He could have been, I guess. He looks like a I, like a teenager to me. He almost looks like so. When you when 20s. you see Henry walking in, talking to L, you think he's nineteen? No, mid twenties tops. But if you tell me he's thirty-five, sure. But looking at him, he looks like he's sure. in a room full of babies and like in a white outfit, and he's being like very like. He does Robotic. have a young-looking face. He has no facial hair. It makes him look younger. We'll keep talking about this because one of my questions for what I need answered in Season 5 was where does L and the other siblings get their powers? I want an answer for that because what? Is that Are they just like mutants? Like He's Marvel yeah. mutants? Like I need an answer for that. And honestly, that could work. Like if, if the timeline works where... Where you're telling me Henry could be the right age because I don't have this information. Off the top I of could my get head, more into the timelines, but apparently people timed it out where the mom when she says that she was she was pregnant with l to when henry would have been there as a certain age it, it, it matches to the point where he could be the dad i would be so down for that to be the explanation but i also need to know why he why he originally had powers because that's my whole basis is why is this in this world do people have any powers right so but if that's the explanation of why l specifically has powers i would actually be very down for that because that's just like a cool way to tie back because we have no idea who else dad is and Elle's mom has clearly been such an important plot point. So I, I, I like that theory. I doubt it's true, but I like that theory. Now, if I say this theory and you say it's true, does it bother you that we may have a Darth Vader cliche moment in season five? I, they like to homage stuff like that. But if we get a Vecna, I am your father. Does that bother you? Hmm. Nah, I don't care. Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, okay. Does it bother you? It depends how they do it, I guess. Yeah. I would like it better if it's uh, insemination, not like... Yeah, bang like, it. It's definitely insemination. If Homelander it's, style? It, it better be banging, like, you mean Homelander Maeve type deal? Oh, you mean... Homelander, Homelander was made in a I test tube with, with... Yeah, so, like, if it was Henry... Eh, I don't know. I don't know. It's it can't one. be the him... Like, can you imagine them just being like, bang this woman? Well, or, or it could be, woman. or it could Bang be like the thing is that all also like she was born and every and it was a thing where they said the mom had said that she was born with powers. And she also it was said that, you know, the mom, when she was having the baby there, Brenner was like she was in a hospital and he, and and Elle was like, no, it was a prison. Yeah. It was the prison. So I don't know. We'll see. There's seeds um, for sure. Yeah. Oh, seeds, dude. Oh, I don't one like seeds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, a couple more here. This one's not as big of a deal, but I just want to hear your, th your thoughts. Mrs. Wheeler, okay? Babe, She's been yeah, done, babe, 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 100% babe. Uh, Mr. Sexy Wheeler doesn't babe. deserve her one freaking bit. 
unbelievable. Billy does. Billy 100% does. But let me just say here, she has been around, obviously, just like Mr. Wheeler has, but she's been prom- more prominent, have, have a few more storylines, but still nothing, really. She's not a thing in this show. So why did she have her own character poster for this season with the Creole Manor in the background? So the main characters, Caleb, you know, all the main characters, let's Lucas, Dustin, blah, 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 right down the line. No side characters had their own character poster except Mrs. Wheeler. And they all had a specific thing in the background that tied to season four. And for her, it was the Creole Manor. So why? So the theory is that she's going to be the daughter, the sister. Henry's Henry's sister. Yeah. It has to be. I also saw that she was the only one with one of those posters. That's so bizarre. So that means Nancy and Mike are. Why? Why? Why would Vecna choose Nancy to show all this to all the all of his prior background stuff? And let me blow your mind for one second, because I don't even know. I only saw this one other spot and I don't know if you guys noticed it or not. But we have two scenarios here where we have a first reveal where we just see uh, Victor Creel. Shout out to our boy, Robert England, playing that part explaining how they came to the mansion and there's a scene where they walk in the door, father, mother, two kids. The daughter runs up the stairs and goes, this is like a palace or whatever the hell she says, right? In Victor Creel's memory, so does Henry. Henry runs up the stairs with her, okay? Like it's like some family thing, like, yay! In Henry's vision, Vecna shows Nancy... He stands there by himself and looks like, you know, a little weird kid. It shows that he is different. Why is it two different types of of memories here? Why is it shown in two different ways? One from the dad, one from Henry. Why is he choosing to show Nancy? Is he showing Nancy because they're related? Now that you're saying it, Kathleen, I can't believe that Mrs. Wheeler and Henry are the same age or within a brother or sister within a couple of years. Kathleen, by the way. If they're the same age, then that that works with the insemination, him being Elle's dad storyline. I mean, that blows me away. I feel like they should have casted someone different. I think he was great. I think he was great. I also thought the little kid of him and the older version of him was spot on. It throws me. That throws me. But if the timelines work, I believe it. I so believe it. Is the whole basis of this theory, besides like extrapolation, just based on the, the character? She poster. got a main character poster with Krill Manor because in the to background. Me, uh, I would have thought if they were going to lean into one of the parents being something crazy, it would have been it would have been Joyce or something like that. But if the timelines work like again, like I'm all in for for something that's planned that planned out. And if it if there's no timeline issues, I fucking love that idea. And I, I don't know the payoff except for like, oh, shit. Like, I don't see where that it's obviously not her being a villain. It's just like, oh, by the way, you're related to Vecna, Mike and Nancy. It could give one of them like an ending where I don't know. Yeah, you're right. You're like right. Back now. Where well, would they manifest powers at some point? Yeah, right. That, right. That's the that's the where I'm going in my head. If this theory is true, there's a million theories. And let's just end with one more, because this one could force foretell a big bad. OK, so we talked about Eddie and we talked about him being a creature from D&D lore. Let's talk about one other creature from D&D lore, the most powerful and the most prominent creature which is boris b-o-r-y-s it is a big red 
dragon. Will paints this dragon. Nancy has her premonition slash vision from Vecna, where she says she sees a big monster with a gaping mouth. Every time that we see a new bad guy, it's from D&D lore. So are we going to see a huge red dragon as the main big bad? Or do you guys think we just need to stick with Vecna and close it out with Vecna? I want to close it out with Vecna, but isn't that also from season one where he slams? They slam the the Demogorgon. That's supposed to be the Demogorgon. Okay. So if it is that, I want it to be like an upgraded, evolved version of Vecna. Completely honest here. Like if you want to have a story, I feel like it just needs to stay Vecna because what? We're got some big red dragon. Whoa, scary. Like probably not. You know, so it needs to be Vecna that created it all. Right. Like Vecna needs to be the the bottom of it all. So, okay, that leads me to a question about what I need answered. Another one of these things. So one of the things I said I need answered is I need to know what the deal with the powers in this universe are. It'd be a little weird if they don't touch it more than just you're born with it. I don't really know how much I love that answer, but I need to know about the origins of the upside down because First of all, I'll say this. This is one of my absolute favorite pieces of of season four is the fact that the gates open and that Earth is slowly turning into the upside down. Yeah. The falling out that to me, I don't know why it did it for me so much, but I love the idea that Earth is now going to be transforming into that. Mm -hmm. But I need to know, like, okay, that that process can be what created the upside down. But I need to know, like, the origins of all this. That's what I keep getting at. Like, why right. is this universe of Stranger Things special? Like, why are there powers and why is there an upside down? That's like, if they it's, answer that in season five, I walk away saying this show is fucking is definitely moves up to my tier one stuff. It's confirmed they're going to answer it. Oh, really? They they're said gonna- they will answer that question. Because I did read that the Duffer Bros before even season one, I think, wrote like a fucking like huge essay on what the Upside Down was before yeah. even like going to Netflix, which is dope. The Upside Down was originally going to be called The Nether and Upside Down's way better. Did you guys think that when Elle sent Henry to the Upside Down that she was creating the Upside Down right there? No. Or she was just creating a portal? I took it as a portal because if that's the only or gate, thing that I'm they, sorry. yeah, sure. Gate. If, if that's the only thing they gave us where she just created this parallel universe off of just freaking out, like God, I hate that. I was going to say, it's confirmed that they're going to give us more info. Good. That's but I'm I just need. saying, you know, for some reason, I just thought that that was her, like, we have to have a reason why it's stuck in 1983. And that's when she does it. So people were saying, like, did she create the Upside Down by doing that? There's another theory that Will actually has powers. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's why Vecna chose him from the very, very beginning. Kathleen, I think it was you or Luke. I can't remember during our interview with Regina, wanted to know if it was confirmed that Vecna's been doing everything the entire time. I, I don't like to say the word confirmed, but Vecna and L do say it was him the entire time. He he joins with the mind flayer he sends the demogorgon he sends the mind flayer and then he is himself in the next you know in the latest season but there's a question for you because i this is something me and kathleen talked about off pod in between was the mind flayer not a thing that was already there and he just like kind of morphed okay oh man so many fucking theories dude yeah so so the mind flayer definitely was there first yeah it was the power that he found that he said i can join with to finally find my purpose there's a theory that the ultimate big bad is actually the mind flayer. That might be the real big bad. And it, the mind flayer is controlling Vecna 
is controlling Henry, wow. just like the mind flayer has controlled everybody else. But and that's that's deserved, in my opinion. That would yeah. be a good deserved satisfaction. You have a you have a reveal that Vecna Henry thinks he is the alpha, the the apex predator, and then you find out that really he was a puppet the entire time. Let's go. The big thing here about was Vecna doing it? Was it Agatha all along? Huh? You know what I'm saying? Hey. Um, is there? There's a lot of things here. Like if you go back through the seasons, you can hear the freaking clock. Yep. Okay, it's crazy. You can hear the clock going. When you see Billy being taken over by the Mind Flayer, he holds his hands in front of him just like Henry does when Henry's talking to L in the prison slash hospital. There's a lot of things like that. The reason. Will got through the upside down was that he kept singing his favorite song over yeah. and over and over. So it's just, you know, there's there's a lot of things here saying Vecna, but it could be the mind flare back and forth. Uh, the last thing I'll say about Will that I kind of cut myself off on was that there's rumors or theories that Will has powers. That's why Vecna chose him. And the reason why the upside down looks like it does and it's frozen the way it does in 19 or it is in 1983 is that will did it will needed some kind of comfort when he got pushed into the upside down vecna went on his own journey found the mind flayer instead will created the upside down to be like hawkins to have some kind mm -hmm. of comfort while he was stuck there eh, i don't know i mean at that there's a theory that that him having powers turns him into another like the big bad's going to be the mind flayer taking over will and will's the ultimate big bad of season five uh, I'm seriously in anything that you just said there, if it's done right, is satisfying to me. As long as like like you're also saying that we're going to get some explanation as to the true origins of the upside down. And I feel like that's got to connect somehow to how these powers are manifesting in the non upside down, like actually Earth. And if they answer those two questions in a good way, I think this show is just cherry on the top. Yep. Fantastic. Kill someone. Sure. Yeah. Kill someone. One last thing, and then I'm done. All right. Like, we'll cut it off. We talked to Regina about the fact that she has the key with the clock on it. We talk about clocks the entire season. We talk about clocks in the in the show. We talk about um, in the in the flashback, Henry, when he's a little kid, turns the clock back and he says, I became uh, I went on my journey, whatever it is. There's a lot of people that are wondering if this is going to have a time travel act aspect for season five. Well, dark style little dark style, except you can't beat dark. So no. why try to join them? Here's the thing. You know, why use clocks? There's no reason yet. We don't have any reason why there's clocks involved. That's true. So he turns the clock backwards. There's, you know, there's theories that Henry slash Vecna is always super, super confident, knowing what's going to happen, saying it's already determined pretty much. He says you lost. It's already done. There's people that think he can see into the future. And, you know, not controls the future, but he could see into the future. And then like the ultimate showdown is going to be he actually does do what Nancy saw in her vision and win. But then L has her powers and goes back. But I feel that's a little Avenger style. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, that's another theory. So what do you guys think? Go and then we could finish this up. Absolutely. Mm. You know me. Dark's my favorite show of all time. If they did that right and they did a time travel thing, I could buy all of that. A tough undertaking because again usually the, those kind of twists involve planning from the get-go mm -hmm. um and you know we already know that they don't have that but they did do a lot of like changing of the origins with season right. four so like it could work oh, 
fuck, man, dude. That was a lot. That was a lot to take in yeah. these last like 10 minutes. Because I, I haven't read any of those theories. Me yeah. Again, I I'm, I'm so raw to like this the stranger things yeah. like community because I'm I'm newly caught up. So freaking noob. Uh, yeah, exactly. But honestly, everything you're saying, except for I'm not really too now. The more I think about it, I'm not too into the Mrs. Wheeler. Yeah, no, kind of being a related I, thing. That was the one where else, I was like, eh. Yeah. yeah, everything else has been fucking spot on. And I also don't know if it's, I feel like it's unrealistic to, to assume that Elle and, and Henry are going to be father-daughter. Okay. But everything else, like, I like the time travel. I like the Will having powers and him being a huge part of why the Upside Down is like it is. Because that's been my complaint, is I need to know what the... I need the world-building completion yeah. to happen in Season 5, and these theories you're throwing out there are good answers. There has to be an answer to why it's stuck in 1983. They wouldn't have said it otherwise. Absolutely. Yes, yeah, yeah. I'm way too susceptible to all these theories. Like, I'm almost like... I'm the most unreliable podcaster of all time, because I'm like, yes... Yeah. Every good. every theory I'm like, yes, that has to be true. Because <laughs> yeah, there's there's said, said there's certain on... types of podcasters here. There's Brian who hates theories because he just yeah. doesn't want to do it because he just wants to see what happens. Kathleen usually goes, Okay, sounds yeah, good. Sounds good <laughs> and then there's me who thinks of a million, and then Lucas, yeah. you're somewhere in between, and you know. I'm a gullible bitch. And listen, Duffer Brothers, I said this on our Regina interview podcast. I said, Duffer Brothers don't do anything on accident. And again, red herrings are a thing for sure. But I like to believe in all of it. Yeah. And there are certain types of shows where I just like to let them wash over me. I would have never guessed the one and 11 of it all. It's like, that was sick. And mm -hmm. I love that yeah. that was sick to me. And I, me I never thought of it. And yeah. I like that. And I'm ready to just be washed over at all times. And um, I'm the type of podcaster that I'm like, let's theorize. But episode by episode, let's be like, all right, what happened? Yeah. What do we think is happening next? But when a season's ending and we have a whole nother season in the horizon, I'm like, Fuck me up. That's all I ask. <laughs> Just absolutely fuck me up. That's what I have to say. All right, guys. We good? I think we're good. We're good. All right, guys. That wraps up our Stranger Things Season 4, Volume 1 and 2. Wrap up? Yeah, guess wrap it's a wrap up. up. We we went we went pretty long, but it was a wrap up. We Kit talked chat. theories. We talked what we liked, what we didn't like. Guys, let us know. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, any of them. Let us know what you think of our thoughts, our theories. We appreciate every new subscriber, every new every comment, every like. We love you guys. If you want to support the pod, hit us up on Patreon, patreon.com slash bingetown TV. A couple bucks a month just to support the pod. Keep the lights on. We will be back for season five to cover this. We can't wait. We might have to wait a little bit, but we're ready to wait. If you guys haven't checked it out, please check out our interview with, with Regina Ting Chen. She was awesome. Super nerd like us. She freaking made, had us cheesing the entire time. Awesome interview. Check that out. It, parts of it will be on YouTube. The whole thing will be on Patreon. The audio will be up on every single podcast app. Once again, we are Town TV. And thank you so much for listening. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.